Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pre-Med Perspectives. Today, Vigi and I are here with a very special guest, Ananya Vare. Um, she has gotten into medical school as a 20-year-old in the middle of a pandemic. So a huge congratulations to you, Ananya. I'm so proud of you. For those of you who don't know, Ananya is like one of my best friends. She's like my older sister. She guides me through everything. She's one of our biggest role models. So I'm super excited to have her here on the podcast. So um, Ananya, do you want to just go ahead and really quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, Isha, thank you so much to the Pre-Med Perspectives for having me on your podcast. This is really exciting for me. And thank you so much for me getting into medical school. I'm really excited about that too. So some things about me, I am 20 years old, I'm a student at Michigan State University, I'm majoring in human biology, and I'm minoring in health promotion, and I'm part of Lyman Briggs College and the Honors College, and I'm also part of the Osteopathic Medical Scholars Program, which you guys are pretty familiar with. So those are some of the main things about me, I would say. So, um... Ananya, with that, again, congrats to um, getting into um, MSU Com. That, again, is super amazing. So first, like, we want to kind of ask you about um, applying early. So obviously, you're only 20 years old, and you've already been accepted. So uh, for those, uh, Ananya applied after uh, two years, and she's graduating in three years. So Ananya, you can talk about what motivated you to apply early, you know, what kinds of things that you have to do to prepare for this in order to make sure that you are ready as an applicant. Yeah, so one of the things that I actually did was that I knew I wanted to go to medical school early on. So in high school, I did a lot of the typical things that a college pre-med would do. I was shadowing doctors, I was volunteering in hospitals, I participated in research, and that was all with the intention of getting into a BSMD program. So I'm in a little bit of a different case where I kind of had a path that I thought I was going to go on, and obviously that path didn't work out. So I was very familiar with the BSDO programs as well, and Michigan State has an incredible BSDO program, the Osteopathic Medical Scholars Program. So going into like college decisions, I was actually stuck between choosing going to the University of Michigan Ann Arbor and also going to Michigan State University. So now when I was making that decision, I had to look at a whole bunch of factors. And so when I realized that if I went to Michigan State, I could potentially graduate early, that was something that was really, really important and something I hadn't really considered. And one of the other things too is that Michigan State gave me so much AP credit for all the hard work I did in high school and U of M didn't really do that. So that's kind of how I ended up at Michigan State and the thought of applying early. For sure. Yeah, definitely. It's really nice that at MSU, you're able to graduate early. That's going to save you a lot of money and time in the long run. You know, you'll be out of med school earlier. You'll be able to go into residency earlier. Everything's kind of just going to be faster for you. So since you were, you only got two years of college, especially, and it was cut short because of COVID. What are some tips that you would have for people that want to apply early? Because two years is really not a lot to get a lot on your resume. So I'm assuming you might have done a lot of things in high school. So do you want to just go ahead and talk about that really fast? Absolutely. So like I mentioned, I did participate in a lot of pre-med activities like the research, the volunteering, the shadowing. So definitely if you're someone who's about to go into college or maybe you're a couple years away from getting into college, 
one of the things you might want to consider are participating in those activities. With COVID, it's a little bit hard, but there are so many online activities right now, like Web Shatterers, Club Med. I've seen so many of those on Instagram that that is really important and something that I would recommend to a lot of people who want to go that route. Mm, that's like really good to know that you kind of started early. I think that's generally one of yeah, the big keys to applying early, the fact that you don't always start right away in high school in college that you've kind of actually built up in high school that you know you've had um it shows on your application that you've had years of commitment and dedication to this field yeah i just really want to put a quick comment out there don't expect yourself to graduate early so a lot of people who graduate early they're like sure that they want to go into medical school so if you decide you want to go into medical school as a sophomore in college don't expect yourself to graduate as a junior this is just a very special case that in case you know that you want to be a doctor and you're very young when you do realize that that's the only time that you'd be able to graduate early and don't don't think it's a bad thing to graduate in four years it's just like kind of cool that Mm -hmm. Yeah, we wanted to highlight Ananya's path because it yeah. is really unique and it is really special. And so if yeah. and for some people, it might be, you know, a really good option. But again, like Isha was saying, it might not be for everyone or some people choose to graduate early and then take a gap year because that way they can yeah. still graduate and like complete stuff in the same amount of time, but they can get extra experience. But I think it was really um, interesting what Ananya did to, you know, basically kind of start earlier in high school, take those AP mm -hmm. credits and, you know, set herself up for success in college. So, um, Ananya, with that, um, kind of talking a little bit more about the application process. Obviously, you had applied this cycle, which was right smack dab in the middle of the mm -hmm. pandemic. So, um, can you talk a little bit about how that went down? You know, how did the application process look different for you than you were expecting because of COVID? Yeah, so obviously no one expected a pandemic to happen this year. So I would say that for me, the process began around February, March, when I started writing my personal statement. So now if you ask anybody who's gotten into medical school, the one piece of advice that they will give you is to start your personal statement early. And so I started a little bit later than I think I should have, but I still had enough time when the AM, or ACOMAS, excuse me, opened in May. Um, so I had been working on my personal statement for a while, and it didn't actually change my personal statement, that is, with COVID. What did change was when I was applying and I was talking about the activities I did. So one of the things on the application that they did this year was ask how COVID has affected your application. So for all the pre-meds out there who are super stressed about not being able to get enough experiences because of COVID, know that medical schools know that and they are looking out for you and they will ask about that. So looking at a timeline of what happened for me, I started working on my personal statement in March. The application system for osteopathic schools, which is what I use because I'm, I will be attending MSUCOM, that opened in May. Um, they sent me, they, so what you do when you apply to medical school is that there's two portions to the application. There's a primary application and a secondary application. So. I had my primary application submitted by the middle of May, and if the medical school likes what they're seeing, they will send you a secondary application. So MSUCOM was a little bit late this year because of COVID, um, so the process was a little bit longer and drawn out for me and any other applicant who applied this year. So I had gotten my secondary application by the end of August, 
and I had submitted that by the middle of September, and then I had received an invitation to interview for medical school at the end of September. <clears throat> and so I'd interviewed at the beginning of October, and then from there, it was another three weeks of waiting. So if you look at what happened to me, I was working on my application from March all the way through the pretty much the end of October. And so one thing that I would recommend to anybody applying to medical school is be patient. That's awesome advice. Yeah, you, it kind of wasn't fair to you that you had to wait, wait so long. But yeah, I was just thinking like amazing. waiting until the end of September for your sec, like end of August for your secondary. So it yeah. must have been kind of like a really excruciating wait, but um, yeah, an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> but I'm glad that it did um, work out in the end. Maybe hopefully by next year, they will yeah. be more like all medical schools will be more yeah, on top I of like, I feel the like timeline. now that everyone kind of knows what's going on, they have a handle on it. And yeah, also I wanted to highlight what you said that medical schools do know that it's harder to get experiences, especially because all of the experiences that we would be getting are directly within like COVID, COVID central. <laughs> like we can't really go into hospitals that much because that is where COVID is happening and we obviously can't have um, too many people there. Um, but I just, so your interviews were obviously online because of COVID. So do you want to kind of talk about because usually interviews, like, you have to get super dressed up, you have to go to the place, and there's a whole, like... There's a whole procedure that goes yeah, with it. So, so just how did that, you know, change with an online format? Like, what was it normally, and then what did it become yeah. for you? Right. So MSUCOM usually, well, when they invite students to interview, they do it in an MMI. If you're not familiar with an MMI, it's called a multiple mini interview. So they basically will ask you rapid fire questions. You've got a couple minutes to respond or there's like team building activities just so how they can see how you respond to questions and how you think about things and also how you interact with other people. So now because of COVID, they couldn't do that in person. So it took a little bit of a different approach. So what happened was I had to take the CASPER exam. And if you're not familiar with the CASPER exam, it's basically a situational judgment test. There are 12 different scenarios that are video-based and also they're written, and you get five minutes to respond to three questions. And a lot of people have trouble with the CASPER because it's a really short amount of time. It's hard to watch a prompt, think about it in your head, and type like full responses. So that's something we could even talk about too, or if any one has questions about how to approach those, I can talk about that as well, or people can DM me or whatever. But that was one part of it. So that I actually did between submitting my secondary application and receiving that interview invite. The second part of the application that MSUCOM did was a 30-minute one-on-one interview. So this is like your traditional interview that would take place in person, but it was just online this year for COVID reasons. Um, and so one of the things that was a little bit interesting about that was that you have to essentially prepare the same way that you would as if it were in person. So for me, that meant putting on a full suit, like doing my makeup, doing my hair, like just as if I was going in person. Um, and one of the things that was also really hard for me was that you have to have like a blank white wall. And so I live in an apartment off of campus. And so that was something that I was like, struggling with because there's not really a lot of blank wall space but in any case it ended up being just fine so i think my main tip for 
interviewing online is just treat it as if it were an actual interview and prepare that same way. Thank you for that advice and um, kind of explaining the process. Could you talk a little bit more about the um, Casper test? Because that I'd actually never heard about. So I'm sure there's like definitely people out there who are yeah. curious to us to, you know, kind of what exactly you had to do and, you know, if you prepared for it and how so and any tips you might have about it. Yeah, so the Casper test is essentially a situational judgment test, as I mentioned, and it's almost like the MMI where you have to think about a prompt and talk about how you would respond to that prompt. So one of the prompts, for example, that they give on the example test is that, um, like, there's a guy, he's trying to decide whether he wants to go on paternity leave. You know, if he leaves his job, he might not, um, you know, be promoted but if he like stays at his job he might like jeopardize his relationship with his wife so they would ask if you were like this person what would you do in this scenario how would you move forward so those are the types of scenarios that they the Casper test will ask you so I would say to prepare for that you don't so if you search online and you search the for the Casper test there are all sorts of prep websites that will um, you know, say, here's what you should do to prepare for the CASPER. Here's how you need to answer the questions. But honestly, when I took this CASPER test, I just took it as if I were talking to someone, right? So I just approached it like it was a normal conversation. And that honestly eased my nerves. The point of the CASPER test is not for you to have glowing answers or, or like situations where you'd be like the superhero. It's not about that at all. It's just so medical schools can see that you are going to medical school, you can you have a good head on your shoulders, and that pretty much that you're not a psychopath, which is what someone else who had taken the Casper had told me. And just thinking about the fact that they're looking for someone who's not a psychopath, honestly, also eased the nerves because I just had to be myself. So if you're in the scenario next year where you do have to take the Casper, and some schools do require it on a regular basis, I would say be yourself and don't stress about it too much. You don't have to be perfect, you just have to be yourself. It's definitely good to hear that they're, they, they're trying to make sure that there's no psychopaths entering the I medical don't want field. I psychopath as my doctor. <laughs> um, so I just kind of had a quick question. So was it, um, did you have to type out responses or was it more like you were speaking into like a video for your, um, for your test? So you do have your video and your camera on just like any proctored exam, but you have to type your answers into the text boxes that they give you. And that's the challenging part because not only do you have to formulate a response, you can't speak to the computer and like talk for five minutes. You have to type for five minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's really interesting. I feel like that, you know, presents like a different type of challenge. Like, it can be somewhat easy to ver verbalize your thoughts, but now you also have to write them in a cohesive way. But yeah. um, I think, thank you so much for actually, you know, mentioning that as part of your process and talking about that a little more, because I think that's, you know, for a lot of people may not have heard about that, or a lot of schools might start to implement that if they continue. COVID. Yeah, with the yeah. pandemic, we have no idea what it's going to look like next year. Yeah. So, um, Overall, as you know, we're kind of getting to the conclusion of our podcast. Just like in general, what are your like, you know, biggest tips for pre-med students, whether it be about the application process or just the, um, 
you know, pre-med process, anything that you, you know, really gained through your experience that you'd like to share? One of the biggest things that I learned, and this was told to me too, and until I went through the whole process, I didn't really like realize this, but when you are a pre-med, you kind of compare yourself to the people around you and you ask yourself, am I doing enough? I don't think I'm doing enough of this. Maybe I should be doing enough of that. What I would say to pre-meds who are going to apply to medical school is do the things that make you happy. Yes, you do need to do some of the things like shadowing and volunteering to get into medical school. That's kind of a given. But one of my biggest and most fruitful experiences is being the president of Her Campus Michigan State, which is a club that basically puts out online articles. And so most medical students will do things that are only science-based, but writing and like reading articles, that's something that's a passion of mine. And I really took that and I made that a big part of my application. So I would say that to pre-meds, do not compare yourself, do the things that make you happy. And for the things that make you happy, you'll find a way to weave it into your application if it's something that's important to you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for mentioning that because I know you said that to me right before my my interview into for OMSP too, to just be yourself. And you said it again when you were talking about your test. It, I think it's really important to just really be yourself because if you're just being yourself, the the interviewer or the medical school admissions committee is going to know that you know, you're being genuine. They can see right through it if you're just doing a bunch of hospital volunteering and things <laughs> like that. They they know when for you're the, For of, the resume, yeah. Yeah, just for the resume. So that's super important. I think if you take one thing out of this podcast, podcast, it really is to just be yourself, do the things that you actually love, not things that you think are, are going to like look good on your application um and oh and everyone make sure to check out you know her campus uh, oh, yeah. msu because i know ananya is the uh, editor-in-chief for that and yeah. you know she does a really good job with that and so yeah and and for those of you who don't know what her campus is it has a lot of articles um that are like amazing that ha- that range from topics from you know like current events to even beauty and wellness so pretty much you can find an article about anything um msu if you're if you go to msu make sure to join the club it's a really great club you, it there's a lot of like freedom to write but um going back to our original topic yeah just be yourself and uh you will be great especially if you're going into an interview just try to be yourself showcase who you really are and everyone will love you so <laughs> um, congratulations ananya i'm so proud of you i cannot express how proud i am of you for getting into medical school i'm super excited to see what your future holds and i know you're gonna do amazing soon, soon in a few years dr vare i know dr vare super excited <laughs> about that um so thank you so much for being here today and sharing all that advice and thank you for everyone for to everyone for listening to this podcast uh be sure to check out check us out on instagram at the.premed.perspectives for a whole bunch of other um podcasts and a lot of other great content great content great content as well so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time